Hello and welcome to an episode that we are doing after a while here at the Indie Football Podcast. Today we are going to talk about the two absolutely blockbuster football matches that the football world witnessed on Sunday. Before we dig deeper into that, let's welcome our guest for this week, David, who's been kind enough to take out time and be with us here as we share our experiences. David has his own football channel as well and has done quite a bit around the sport. Hello David, thank you for being here. How have you been? Hey man, hey guys. It's lovely to be here. What is up everybody listening? Thank you so much for joining in. Uh it's it's been great uh joining in here first of all it's um, it's always a pleasure to work with like-minded people people in the in the sport people in the industry people making content so it's lovely to be here and uh, just I'll just talk a little bit of about myself uh, just a short introduction i, yes, I currently yes, work <laughs> i currently currently i'm doing not doing this as a full-time profession i'm currently a designer i work in ui ux and uh, I started making YouTube videos in my bedroom during COVID, and that's how this entire thing started. <laughs> Me and my friend, we anyway talk about football all day, every day. So we decided, you know, you know what? Let's just start putting it out there and see what happens. And it kind of stuck. So we eventually uh, started, you know, making introduction videos and outro yeah. videos, and started learning about editing. And you know, that just snowballed into a, a full-fledged YouTube channel and an Instagram channel. uh he eventually my my friend actually got into music in a canadian industry so he he left and i was in charge of the full channel and then so, here you are with your ambitions and your dreams <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he left me he left me to rot man like what can i say uh, <laughs> but yeah i am a chelsea fan i'm primarily a chelsea fan i started making chelsea content initially but what i realized is all my friends are not chelsea fans so <laughs> they were just watching it to support me and not because they liked the content so yeah. i wanted to change that so i started moving more towards some general content like premier league and fpl uh, because most of my friends were watching and doing those things those, those kind of things there are a lot of united fans loads of liverpool fans absolutely I'm, man I'm, I don't need to look far to find one. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what it is about Barca and Madrid in India, man. Every, literally everybody likes Barca and Madrid here. So, yeah. Um, but I just kept it to making videos in Premier League. People yeah. often find this a bit divisive. I don't know why. But I just yeah. I don't really enjoy La Liga as much as I enjoy uh, yeah. Premier League, except I mean, obviously for... the Bar the Barca Madrid games. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, Anukar sir, I'll just assume that the spirits are pretty high at you, <laughs> given how the Sunday evening transpired for Liverpool. But more than that, I'd like to inform the audience that Anukar sir recently turned twenty-three. Uh, you are ninety-nine. Oh my God! God. So October twelve was the day, and so Anukar sir, how does it feel to be old? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, of course. Uh, the year older, and the year wiser, I would say. And yeah, I mean, uh, the best birthday gift that Liverpool could have given me first beating Rangers, and then yeah, beating man. a slightly smaller team in Manchester City. Oh, Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, Guests who have been Man City fans will kill me for this. But jokes are unfollowed us now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but jokes apart, I mean, uh, uh, beat 
city was legit liverpool pushing above their weight especially yeah. with how pathetic they have been this season i mean uh, as david told us about his uh, friend who left him to rot i think sadio mane left us to rot this season <laughs> and uh, honestly we haven't had the best of fortunes neither in defense nor in uh, attack and midfield has been uh, let's just not talk about it honestly yeah, i mean so yeah nothing has been good but uh, honestly like this was a very 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 good step a uh, step in the right direction definitely uh, a very good week for football i would say no i am not saying that because i am a liverpool fan but because uh, the game was a very well fought encounter yeah. and uh, also the uh, el clasico i mean uh, for the football fanatics for the ones who love watching the game even for the neutrals this week uh, epitomizes what football at its best is all about absolutely yeah. man absolutely i mean i thought of saying this four days ago before we full fledged go into the football part of the show i mean anukar sir did the candles cost more than the cake because you have so many of them now <laughs> yeah, i mean i just said because all tennis fans probably already know where i stole that joke from yeah. you know, roger federer put this candles cake caption on his birthday of yeah. a couple of months ago but that's what we do right steal someone's joke and yeah. try to bury it in your archives till the time everyone else forgets about it timing is everything but probably this technique won't work if you take a joke from a sporting icon with 11 million instagram followers but anyway i digress i'm you for david i'm going to tell him a bit of history we often ask our guests who have come in this 30 episode podcast about who are any sort of content creators on their journey as an introductory part of our episodes okay but for you i have something specific as well i'm not just going to ask about you about your footballing expedition so far right but I, but i also remember you mentioning when i asked you on the whatsapp group that we have to tell a bit a bit about yourself you said you know some loyal fans they keep you motivated to do what you have been doing so tell yeah. us a bit more about that so for someone who loves football who does something for football and his audience his reach is mediocre but then what does this loyal fan base mean to that person well yeah it, it means i think three different things for me one okay. is that it gives me something to come back to one yeah. is one is definitely that because um it's a, during covid i think it was a lonely time for a lot of people for me yeah. uh, especially with yeah. content making and then having my friend uh, having to leave and go abroad so yeah. uh, it was a difficult time for everybody a lot of people were watching games on their own and so it became a very huge community of people that were just on their own and i think uh, social media has when it works for you it works really well for you and and yeah. has this weird power to to you know bring people together and i think that's what it did for me and uh, and for these loyal fans of mine you guys know who you are if you're listening uh but they have been really interactive i think that's that's really been the key for me uh, every time i you know i fail to upload a video they'll keep me accountable hey you not upload this week oh hey you not uploaded this yeah. this month you know what's going on what is up this thing that thing so it's been a very interactive back and forth thing a lot of uh bantering a lot of meetups as well which has also been very very key for me um so a lot these three things i think are really were really important for me this loyal fan base accountability interaction and i think this this the constant support yeah i mean anukas sir for you as of now let's i would you know call to the fan in you i mean pep guardiola's man city have failed <laughs> to win at anfield on seven of the eight occasions they've been there so 
as the biggest liverpool fan i know what is most special for you from this really hard fought victory you know it's one of my favorite parts of the show where i don't have to be neutral and i can be myself yeah absolutely. <laughs> so uh, talking about send me a dm after we started the podcast to ask me to do this but no I... yeah. <laughs> honestly i have to say one thing that uh, you know the victories for liverpool have been very rare this season and to get two on the bounce it's like um, like i this season liverpool's form has been like a relegation threatened team so far and for liverpool to you know finally uh, get two victories on the trot and uh, to beat manchester city i didn't uh, myself expect liverpool doing that because uh, honestly the start they have had the way they have played uh, things haven't been easy but uh, with the squad they have with the players they have you know they have the talent you know they have the squad all they lacked was uh, that cohesion on the pitch uh, you know that gegen pressing style that uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, transition into attack that something that we have been you know really praising about liverpool teams from in all the uh, in all in this air club era and i think that was palpable that was pretty much evident in every uh, minute of the uh, match uh, although i felt that the match again could have gone either way just like the arsenal match i mean uh, the man city ruled out actually you know did put a lot of favors and yeah. uh, while i also felt that uh, darwin nunez had a lot of opportunities uh, legit a lot of opportunities oh, to man. you know uh, be able to steal the tie for liverpool i think uh, finally getting a victory that to over city uh, puts them at least in the top four in the run for the top four spots for now and uh, and for something for them to build upon because if they had lost against city or even um, had had a draw then it would have made the journey the whole season uh, they would have yeah even tougher because honestly with uh, they have had a, a really catastrophic sort of a start to be very honest i think it was two months back when they uh, had their last victory so it's actually uh, good to see clock's men you know finally coming back to the fore Yeah I mean yeah. speaking of good to see club David Klopp got red I mean we don't see such acts of aggression frequently by managers yeah. so I mean what was your reaction to the entire situation when that happened Well I think it's I think it's a lot of things that were building up pre-game um yeah. I think Klopp was I think initially the reporters were initially talking about about raising tensions and those correct things. it was yeah. something that was in the making for a long time this game is is probably the game of the season uh, looking forward to it and looking backward as well uh, it it really was one of those really defined season defining fixtures for liverpool especially because of you know their form and things like that man city it wasn't really a, you know a must win game but you know it it always was going to be that way and uh, mixed mixed with that was just the aggression the, the 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 determination from liverpool i think rio ferdinand said this he's seen liverpool play multiple times this season live and he's never seen this side of liverpool this season which was i think it epitomizes what liverpool did in that in that game we haven't seen the side of liverpool for a long time and i think uh, uh, you spoke about this anukarsh uh, like you you seen not seen this 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 pressing and this intensity from liverpool yeah. 
for a long long time this season and i think the revival of that along with you know the obvious competitiveness that man city are going to provide i think built for just one of those really really tight fixtures that could go any way like you said and uh, mixed with that there were a couple of moments that were you know i guess klopp had his had his case for it click clickbait worthy right clickbait worthy definitely maybe ronaldo silva dragging sala to the ground i think Absolutely. I think he had I think he had some <laughs> that was criminal some... man that was totally criminal <laughs> in yeah. front of the assistant referee man I think yeah. <laughs> that was a little too far <laughs> before we move into the segment of our episode where we talk about the El Clasico let's also discuss a bit on the top news from the football world about Karim Benzema winning the Ballon d'Or so Anukar sir let me put it to you this way did you see anyone else winning it this year Uh, I don't think so man I mean uh, Robert Lewandowski for me had a good shout but uh, I think Karim Benzema deserves it I mean uh, all years throughout our childhood we have uh, seen Messi and Ronaldo absolutely running the buck in all these years for over a decade now right yes. but uh, I think it was a time someone like Benzema who has actually you know shown that age is just a number uh, actually get what he deserves because uh, I mean I know there have been a lot of comments raised over uh, uh, Benzema and you know uh, some activities related to him uh, uh, regarding Valbuena uh, one of his french teammates uh, yeah. which kind of got yeah. him out of the french squad some years back but honestly the player he is uh, the form he has shown uh, barring the controversies he has he has shown uh, that you know he can carry the team at times i mean there were so many times when uh, you might know even better as a real madrid fan though that uh, real actually seemed down and out of the champions league made we against chelsea made we against man city but then they didn't give up because king benzema did not and uh, uh, he literally dragged them out of situations so many times uh, with some spectacular goals and uh, you could see that you could see how that he deserved it uh, he was the happiest person in the room of course and uh, the margava player who thoroughly deserves each and every bit of the respect he uh, got after receiving the award from uh, his uh, manager from one of his managers uh, zinedine zidane yeah i mean that's yeah. an interesting way to put it off because david i saw what he spoke after he won the ballon d'or you know he mentioned a couple of interesting things he said that he did not have the kind of ambition when he was 21 22 as he has now and secondly as anukash just mentioned i mean zidane played a big part he mentioned how zidane played a big part in instilling confidence in him yeah. so and my question to you is what do you think is his legacy what does benzema leave behind the day he decides to hang his boots well i think there was never any question in anybody's mind about Benzema's ability on a football yeah. uh, he is easily has been one of the the best strikers i think growing up playing fifa you just know you stick someone named benzema up front and he's going to bag you goals at least that's what i thought for most of my life till i actually started mm-hmm. watching football and i started watching karim benzema do his thing week in week out for years yeah. for the last decade i think we've been so blessed to have messi and ronaldo do what they do every single week week and week of the last decade and a half and that has kind of shadowed overshadowed benzema's performances to an extent that it's almost criminal to and to rate those performances that way because yeah. they are so clutch so in so uh, participative so contributive to what ronaldo did in his real madrid career 
often people even mention that Benzema sacrificed a lot so that Ronaldo could, you know, get his goals and get yeah. his time in the in the sunshine. And I think that's true because Benzema is always and always will be a team player. He always has been that motivating player to to step up in moments, and he has been doing this for a long time, which just has been overshadowed by Ronaldo and Messi and and a few other people, Suarez and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think he's finally had his moment. Uh, like where people appreciate what he does, yes. people know what he does, and he himself has said it. He tweeted out yesterday. He is the people's champion. Everybody knows without a doubt that he was going to win it this season, and we are all ecstatic that he has. Because for his legacy, I think what he leaves behind is um, just just numbers. I think the numbers yeah. for themselves, absolutely, and they always have been. They will always will be. So that's what I'm going to say about Benzema. Definitely. I mean, the thing that. Mesmerizes me the most about whatever Benzema has been doing over the last few seasons, and he also mentioned this last night is how he has emerged into a proper leader within the team. Yeah. Opposition sides know that it was it. It's almost like a writing on the wall that he is the threat. They study yeah. him to the last available detail, <laughs> but his ability to still keep scoring tells us about how he constantly reinvents himself, keeps himself ahead of the learning or the competition curve. So I mean, yeah. I mean that's that's absolutely great. Congratulations, Benzema. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. For the El Clasico, man, Anuka sir, Zavi did not hold back one bit in mentioning how poor his side was after the result at the Santiago Bernabeu. Did he? I mean, uh, definitely, man. And why wouldn't he? Because uh, Barcelona, with the squad they have built, with the risk they have taken in the transfer market, you expected a lot out of them. And uh, overall, they had a good start in the La Liga. But at the end of the day, when you are in the La Liga, you expect with the especially with the amount of investment that has been made for Barcelona to win the La Liga, at least from a club point of view, from a manager point of view, and for Barcelona who looks uh, very much set to uh, go down into the Europa League, and for uh, Barcelona who might uh, you know uh, be behind Real already, who Real who have had an unbeaten start to the season. I mean. Uh, it definitely pushes them down. It definitely gives Real a big advantage into this season. And uh, I mean, it wasn't just about the match or uh, uh, the match being uh, in Real's favor. It was also about how well Real played as compared to Barcelona. You see players like Freddy Valverde. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm never able to pronounce his name. Yeah. <laughs> Freddy Valverde, yeah. who yeah. someone been able to you know uh, play that free role for real and for someone who has uh, established himself as one of the best players uh, in uh, europe uh, i mean uh, it's uh, attitude and spirit like that that uh, the barcelona players were lacking they have some great players in gavi and pedri but again i think uh, uh, with the attacking talent they have uh, you expect them to fire in the big games because these big games are the ones that you know they really define the season, and yeah. uh, it's something that they lacked that conviction, that uh, sort of threat that Real carried throughout the match. And uh, it, although I didn't feel that it was like the El Classic of yesteryears, because uh, maybe we just all uh, miss Messi and Ronaldo being in them, uh, <laughs> but uh, the fact remains that uh, Real looked like the better side on paper. Real looked like the better side when it comes to doing things on the pitch, and uh, it's showing in their success. It's showing in how.
how well they are doing in europe as well as in spain and uh, heading into the uh, the uh, business part of the season it seems that uh, the los blancos have the upper hand and uh, barcelona are really going to struggle financially if they can't mm. keep up with the performances uh, with the uh, i would mention again with the amount the amount of money they have splurged in the transfer window mm. because uh, the levers they have put in everything they have uh, they have you know got yeah. into it uh, it might really cause them dearly yeah i mean david these ads say i still say that these are relatively early days to make any statements as far as the title race is concerned but real madrid did give out a statement and in some manner won't you think so 100% i think i think in fact real madrid have been a step in front of barcelona for a couple years now yeah. not just in terms of uh, performance wise i think in the last four seasons Barcelona has won twice against Real Madrid if i'm not mistaken once yeah. or twice the last time they won was for the first time in 3 years right exactly yeah. so in in the in, in the last few seasons it's really been real madrid taking the front foot in la liga uh and you know curving and carving that 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 way for themselves you know not not just in, like i said in terms of performances but also in the transfer market they've really been smart with their business obviously you have the odd transfer that goes wrong like Eden Hazard which no one really could have expected that uh, but uh, yeah. they've had their fair share you know uh, there was like striker Diaz or something like that who, who was there they had Jovic who, who really didn't perform at all um, so they've had their fair share in the market but you look at Chouameni and what he's doing for that team Alaba, Rudiger these guys were key in that performance as well and the revival of Fede Valverde who's never actually really been much yeah. of a goal scorer is is really ex- astonishing for me uh you add to that <laughs> i think <laughs> valverde stole the stole the show but personally i think give tony cruz another contract right now man this yeah. guy is he really he's aging backwards man i don't think <laughs> like this guy is, is he's got so many years left in him he's got passing range he's got stamina he's got uh, technical ability he's got quick thinking he's got everything you want in a in a box to box player and 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 the, and the thing is madrid have loads of players like that they have players who were in form players who are uh, who have got great mentality rodrigo one of them who i really as a chelsea fan i really really miss his antics because it really <laughs> it fires up the crowd one thing Absolutely. and it boosts the team's morale a crowd so, puller a real crowd puller i think madrid have these kinds of players in stacks and i i don't think barca are fairly off if i'm if i'm being very honest they are very very close to madrid yeah. in terms of just on paper if you're comparing both the teams i think they are very very close but what i think uh, where barcelona are lagging a little bit is like you guys mentioned the transfer market has been a bit sketchy for them uh, the way they 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 dole out the contracts are a little bit sketchy i mean now obviously it's been uh, they've, they've they've been trying to sort that side of things out but uh, financially business wise i think they are far behind madrid and i think it all trickles down it has a trickle down effect onto the pitch uh, no matter no matter what you can say you can you might say you know performances are always i you cannot you cannot club those two things together it's always a nice little performance but Absolutely. i think it does have an effect to an extent and and we're seeing it we've seen it for the last 3 4 years and now we're seeing it uh, at its at its extreme Yeah I mean before we wrap up I just wanted to add this one bit 
if there was a barcelona fan who tuned tuned into the beginning of this part of this particular episode of our podcast and said <laughs> can we skip to the good part i'm afraid there isn't any you know we spoke about a real madrid devil in balengdor and then the el clasico but i mean Adukar sir, if you have something to add about, uh, mm-hmm. you know how you have ate, drank, slept, did your dental postings, <laughs> and never stopped thinking about the Liverpool win. This is your time, one last time for today to spread a bit more light or whatever you have been feeling this past one week. Yeah, uh, like before I get to the Liverpool part, I would like to ask David one thing. Like, what is your opinion on Real? Do you think? Uh, I mean, uh, there was this movie which I watched. Uh, I think more than a decade back, it was called The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, right? So in that movie, it was about a guy who uh, becomes like by the time he dies, he becomes younger. And I think it's something about Real's players, players like Cruz and Benzema, who have been. Uh, playing uh, who have probably become younger with the way they are playing and i mean cruz and benzema lot of people have had been uh, started uh, uh, that them up right uh, that they won't be able to do well in the uh, you know yeah so called twilight of their careers but they have shown that maybe it's not even the twilight it's the start of a freaking new dawn and uh, as benzema said that it, it has just been a number for him he wanted to prove that he has proved that all guns blazing for even for tony cruz who cruz who you know i mean i really like the midfield of kamavinga cruz shaumeni i think they have the right balance and all yeah. and uh, there's some and uh, i think that makes it f- uh, for a really uh, good spectacle uh, to watch whenever you see real on the pitch uh, though definitely not in champions league finals when they end up beating liverpool <laughs> <laughs> and uh, talking about liverpool yeah finally a step in the right direction and it's good to see them win and uh, to be able to sleep peacefully because uh, my sleep schedule daily you know starts to trickle down <laughs> whenever <laughs> liverpool loses and uh, it's like basically sad songs and all as soon as liverpool loses <laughs> so yeah uh, definitely it's great and uh, uh, a really good week for football and hopefully hopefully uh, hoping for more such weeks to come for the uh, for both the sides yeah Definitely don't want to forget, but uh, just about the Real Madrid point. Definitely don't want to forget, but Modric and Carvajal also yeah. big shout out both of them as well. Because, uh, who would have thought Carvajal at his age would be still giving the same, the similar numbers to Reece James and and Cancelo, who we consider the best in the industry currently. So Alexander Arnold also when he was Alexander Arnold as well. Alexander, yeah, of course. Sorry, I mean, Arugan. yeah, I mean, no shoes. But what I, uh, what I personally observe from, you know, there was this documentary that I told Anukar sir I'd watched about Real Madrid, uh, the last month or a couple of months ago. It's that Real Madrid documentary on Amazon Prime. It's called The Legend in Black and White. The five or six episodes was not, uh, I mean, Ronaldo probably came up once or twice briefly for five minutes. Okay, so what? they the essence of that documentary was to communicate what it feels to be a part of real madrid and what 
the uh, niche that it's carved for itself not only in footballing history but also in sporting history because they bought in real madrid mm-hmm. fans who are celebrities nadal was there there was a very famous flamenco singer so uh, mm-hmm. what anukasa wanted to uh, i mean it was beautiful to bring in the reference of benjamin button so as players who are part of real madrid from a very young age the more time they spend there i believe it sinks in a bit better probably when they are 27 28 that's when the awareness bit goes a bit higher and they understand that what they are as people what they are as an sporting icon for millions of people around the globe and that's what pushes them a bit more for example i feel if you ask uh, kamavinga shamini now yeah i mean they are putting in the miles they are putting in their efforts but once they spend a bit more time over here once they spend the wins once the everything sinks in a bit they grow up a bit that's what probably fueled people like benzema cruz yeah. carvalho so that's that's just a personal uh, reflection i just had one day at 2 am in the night after watching <laughs> that documentary but that. anyway man thank you guys for doing this i mean it's almost midnight over here we really appreciate david taking out this time we absolutely love doing this and anukash will probably get into another call with a liverpool fan and say, i mean i've i've overdone this a bit but okay thank you guys and <laughs> thank you guys so much for yeah. having me really means yeah, a lot absolutely also please do remember to follow us on twitter on instagram we'll be there providing with all the updates good night and also one last thing please yeah. follow david's podcast too absolutely man yes, david man. he's been fun i we now that he's here we also hope him to call us over there some day so 100% 100% you can look forward to a video call soon so i don't have to uh, my setup is not going to go to waste i'm going to keep this setup <laughs> till the next time we record i'm not moving a thing yeah absolutely <laughs> thank you guys all right thank you night